joining us today on episode number 64 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're going to be talking about treadmill running. With the winter months bearing down on us all, I mean, not really here in Florida, but for all you northerners that have to deal with cold and snow, it might be helpful to have some workouts for a treadmill. So today we're going to give you some of that. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. Ah, the treadmill. Some people like to call it the dreadmill. Yes. At, at my school, there is a sign in front of it because everything in the weight room is labeled. So there's a sign that says treadmill, just in case you're not sure what you're standing on top of, just running endless miles on. <laughs> it, okay. I, it amuses me every time. Every time I see it, I kind of want to replace the T with a little D, which is funny because I personally, I love running on treadmills. Do you I, really? I do. I, I don't know why. And the fact that at my school, the treadmill I run on has just a blank wall straight in front of me. There is nothing else to look at. There's yeah. no TV built into the treadmill or up in the corner. It's just a, a beige wall in front of me. Yeah. I, I I enjoy the treadmill. You enjoy that. Well, it depends on what the workout is. Okay. Now we all... You just like gave proof to all of us that you might be insane or that you are insane. I mean, I think we've known that for a while. Yeah. So it's funny because when I think about the treadmill, you know, that was the first way that I really started running was on the treadmill. I never liked running outside. I only liked running on the treadmill. The, I mean... It does. It, it flashes back to a couple of different running times in my life. One, when the two of us would run together. Mm-hmm. So that was a good positive memory of treadmills. Yeah, that was fun. That was like the one and only time in my life that I'm able to run with you because it doesn't matter what speed the treadmill is going. We can just be next to each other and running together. Which is a really nice way to run on treadmills if yeah. you have adjoining treadmills with somebody. That's true. That is one one big benefit of treadmill running is that you can run with anyone. It's- which is great. And then I also did treadmill running when I first got into it. I would go over to the gym with my dad and run on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. Because I was little, my mom was all scared about sending me out to just run down the streets. So I would go over to the gym with my dad, he would work out, and I would get up on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun too. Yeah. And well, I mean, treadmills are all loads of fun for kids. I mean, look at our girls. Our girls love jumping on the treadmill at, at the school gym. Right. Which is terrifying because yeah. <laughs> I just picture one of them getting shot off the back right into an elliptical machine. Yeah. It's so funny because I used to love the treadmill and now I really don't like it. Like when we were on vacation, uh, where were we? Disney? Yes. When we went to Disney, um, I, I ran on the treadmill for, I don't know, I did like f- about four or five miles and I was like, oh my gosh, is this done yet? Like it was so boring to me. Now I actually like running outside. I prefer that. Well, the treadmills that you ran on there, even though it was a very nice hotel, they had terrible treadmills. It was a great workout center, but with really poor treadmills. Oh, they were bad? They were awful. Yeah, I don't know the quality. But I think it's funny because it's like I flipped over from being or not not a runner, you know, quote unquote, <laughs> not a runner, but like loving running on the treadmill. And now I do consider myself a runner and now I don't like the treadmill. I really prefer running outside. Yeah. Your gradual adjustment into becoming a runner had to remove you from the gym. As long as what you were doing was still connected to the gym, it was close enough to, eh, I don't run. That's just the cardio I do it's while cardio. I'm in the gym. It's the cardio. It's the cardio. You know? Yeah. All right. So anyway, enough about that that stuff. Let's talk about some nuts and bolts and um, get into some treadmill workouts for you guys also. So first, we're going to start off with some treadmill safety. Uh, there's not a lot of them. 
Okay. But one of the biggest ones on there is don't hold the handles. Yes. Either the ones on the side or the one in front of you. Forgive us if this seems simple, but we've seen people do all of these things. So we just want to mention it just in case. I mean, all the time we'll take our kids in on like a rainy day or it's thundering outside, put them on the treadmill. They immediately start grabbing at the handles. Mm. It messes with your form. It messes with your shoulder. It messes with your hips. Everything gets all screwed up. If you feel the need to grab grab the handles, slow it down. You're going too fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Another safety tip would be don't jump onto a moving belt. Um, Now I say that with like a little bit of caution in my voice because I've definitely done that. Oh, I hold onto the handles. Yeah, you hold onto the handles. Support myself above the moving belt and then get my legs moving Fred Flintstone wise and then land onto it. Exactly. See, that's what I kind of do too. Like, because it's good for shorter intervals. Yes. Like, you want to get the treadmill speed up to the speed you want to be running first and then jump on. But for safety purposes, we are going to say do not jump onto a moving belt. On it of a treadmill. Well, okay, definitely don't stand behind a treadmill and try and run onto it. That is oh, never on. going You've to work. You've never actually well. seen that. Oh, happen. you see it on YouTube. It's hysterical. Oh, well, yeah, all the like blooper videos. Yeah, try and get onto it from behind and just get rocketed right back off of Not it. Not a good idea. All right, so those are our big safety tips of you know precautions of don't don't hurt yourself. Okay. Um, How about some general treadmill tips? All right, when you're landing on a treadmill, land softly and smoothly. Okay. Um, land with your feet underneath you. I've had some some kids that have really long strides and are very hard heel strikers, and they keep stepping on the front platform of the treadmill. Yeah, I've seen and that a lot. It's helped them shorten their stride and become much more efficient. They land lighter, they land softer, because their foot has to land underneath you. Otherwise, you end up just clomping the front of the machine. Yeah. Um, if you have a running watch that you like to use, we have had a lot of friends and clients, um, talk to us about this. You're going to want to go by what the treadmill says, not really your watch. Okay. The, the watch is great for outdoors, especially if you have the GPS watch outdoors. It's very accurate. Garmin makes a fantastic GPS watch. However, while you're running on the treadmill indoors, even if you choose the run indoor setting on the watch, it does tend to be slightly off and slightly inaccurate unless you have one of those foot pods. They sell foot pods that go along with it that can detect like the speed of your feet. Then it's much more accurate. The foot pod actually measures how long your stride is. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the watch just looks back at your history of running and says, this is roughly what their stride length is, so this must be how fast they're going. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that I, I do a lot of speed work on a treadmill, yeah. so my stride length goes significantly longer, and it still says that I have a normal stride length. And so my like five-minute mile on a treadmill, suddenly they say, oh, five minutes, you've done 0.7 miles. Right. Done work. Yeah. So depending on how far you're going, how fast you're going, the treadmill can be anywhere from a half a mile to a mile off, you know, if the, if the run is long enough. So always got, go by what the treadmill says, not by what your watch says. Yes. Um, be careful ending any sort of speed interval. Yes. Okay. This is the one exception to not putting your hands on the treadmill. Yeah, right? sure. I'll take that one. Right. So you, in general, you should not hold on to a treadmill while you are running. However, if you are doing a speed interval, okay, and you need to jump off the treadmill for some reason or something happens, 
always put your hands down and then jump your feet to either side of the moving belt so that you're straddling the treadmill, okay? But always use your hands. Don't try to do that without using your hands. Brace yourself. So you kind of push down on the on the handles and kind of you know, do like a little split and put your feet on either side of the belt. Yeah. Don't just slam your hand onto the emergency stop button. You're going to wreck the treadmill. Well, not only wreck the treadmill, but you're going to like, sometimes that comes to a pretty abrupt stop when you use the emergency. Yes. If it says emergency stop, it's stopping quickly. Yeah. It thinks that like hair is caught inside of it. Right. Or something. So when you're, your leg. when you're slowing down, just gradually bring, bring it down to slow your run until you're at a walking pace. That would be ideal. But if you do, you know, need to jump off for some reason, please hold on and jump on, you know, both like one foot on either side. Yes. Um, Bring a towel. Yes. Because when you're outside, the sweat drips off of your arms and you leave it way far behind Mm -hmm. on a treadmill. It's just landing on you. So please bring a towel. Bring a towel. Or if you're at a gym, a lot of the gyms have wipe downs. They have towels or they have the wipies now. Yes. You know, the sanitary wipes. that You're such a mom. They have wipies. They have (laughs) wipies. But be considerate of the next person that's going to use your treadmill and please wipe down the treadmill, especially if you're a sweaty beast like Kevin is, because <laughs> I mean, there's like a puddle on the treadmill when he's done with it. That's because there's no air in our weight room <laughs> at the school. It's awful. Yeah, yeah, but even when we used to work out at the Y, I mean. Excuse the interruption, but I just had to pop in and let you know about an upcoming workshop that we're hosting inside the Real Life Runners Academy. If you're someone that's ever struggled with thoughts or beliefs that are getting in your way, or you think you're self-sabotaging yourself and you can't understand why you're doing things that you don't want to do or not doing things that you know you should be doing or want to be doing, this message is for you. We're hosting a special academy workshop May 14th, and we're bringing in an expert in neuro-linguistic programming, Ms. Megan Blacksmith. And she's going to be teaching us how the thoughts that we have can either be helping us in our life or holding us back. And we want to invite you, our amazing podcast listeners, to join us. So you don't have to be a member of the Academy to join us this month. You can join for a small one-time fee by going over to realliferunners.com forward slash workshop. If you are a current Academy member, this and all of our monthly workshops and all experts That's all already included in your current membership. So if you are a current member, do not go to the website and repurchase because it's already included with your membership. But if you want to join just for the workshop, check it out over at realliferunners.com slash workshop today. Now back to the show. Which is funny because when I first got into running, I was in high school and I was so poorly hydrating at the time that like I would go in and I'd run for a while. My dad's friends would come over and be like, oh, you must be some crazy good runner. You were moving really fast and you haven't like there's no sweat on you at all. Uh, That wasn't because I was fast. That was because I was so dehydrated that (laughs) there was nothing to sweat. Oh, gosh, that's terrible. (laughs) Yeah. 
All right, next one, Kev. TV right. and headphones. Yeah, have have something to distract you, you know. Well, this is coming from you, Mr. That, like, I like a blank wall. That's my next point, oh. okay? For, <laughs> for the most part, have something to distract you. Why? It depends on what kind of run you're doing. But, well, listen to us. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just pick, <laughs> out, pick out your favorite podcast, here we are, and put some <laughs> headphones in, okay? Um, there's a lot of the fancy treadmills that you can actually, like, watch TV on the treadmill itself. It, all sorts of options. If you are are stuck inside because it is nothing but ice and snow outside and it is dangerous to be outside, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna end up doing slow recovery runs on a treadmill, mm. and that I think is just mind numbing. Mind numbingly boring. I think that is one of the worst things to run on a treadmill. Is just have you ever tried reading on a treadmill? Uh, I have tried reading on a treadmill. If the book is far enough away, I can do it. Oh, I can't. Um, but if it's like if. There was like a separate stand that yeah. put the book a little bit further away and then I could do it. For the most part, I bounce too much yeah. and then the treadmill bounces too much and everything's moving. Audiobooks, yeah. on the other hand, would work out great. Oh, audiobooks are fantastic. Anything you can listen to, but I, even the TV sometimes, I, you know, the, depending on how the treadmill has the TV position, sometimes those TVs are really close to you. I don't, sometimes uh, yeah. I don't like watching TV. Yeah, you didn't like... like it the, gives me a headache. Yeah, you've been on the treadmills where the TV was part of the display screen itself. Yeah, not a fan of those. You almost feel like you're going to trip over it. I, I prefer it to be up on a wall in front, but I don't mind yeah. it I don't mind it in front. Yeah. Um, and finally, if, if you have a blank wall in front of you, which I, I've got in, in my school gym... Um, <laughs> realize that this is going to be a great time to tune into how your body feels. Or a window, really, too. I mean, a lot of treadmills are set up in front of windows. Yes, yes. Which, you know, you could you could stare at the same parked car <laughs> for, for a your long ent- period of time. For your entire run. Yeah, I mean, when, when we were on vacation, I was on the treadmill, there was a bush outside. It's right. not like I could see anything exciting yeah, out the windows. There was a window. Yeah. Like, it was a w- complete wall of nothing but windows. Yeah. There was no wall there, but there was nothing to look at right, outside. right. So in those scenarios, what are you suggesting? It's a time to really tune into your body, to figure out how you feel, to to be with your thoughts and, and understand, you know, um, what medium pace is or hard or like to really think about what those efforts are. When you're trapped on a treadmill and you don't have other distractions, you can really tune into your body. Mm-hmm. When you're outside since you're moving you can your visual field is constantly changing and you have to take yeah. in a lot of information to make sure you don't trip yeah. on a treadmill you can tune it into your body real easily. That's true. And you can kind of do some form adjustments as well, kind of do some self-assessment on how hard are you heel striking? How soft are you landing? Um, are you kicking back enough? Are you bending your knee enough? Like, there, you know, how's your posture? Are you hunched forward? How's your arm swing? There's a lot of different self-checks you can do to try to you know, optimize your form. Yeah, that's that's really nice, especially if there's like a mirror anywhere nearby that you can actually visually see it too. Yeah, that's definitely true. Okay, so those are some general safety and general treadmill tips for you guys. Now we are going to get into some specific treadmill workouts. These are workouts that are pretty much good for any level. We'll kind of give you an idea of what um, some adjustments based on what distance of a race you're running or how far you'd like to run. But these are these are pretty good workouts that that adapt well to a treadmill. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's why they go so well. That's why I like these workouts is because they work for most distances. You just slightly manipulate the workout itself. Okay. So the first one is mile repeats. And, uh-huh. These are the best. And these are good for anywhere from 5K to marathon training. Yes. I mean, depending on what kind of speed you're hitting it with, what kind of recovery you're taking, mm-hmm. they can cover any distance. Right. That, they're fantastic. Right. So for a 5K and a 10K, what would you suggest? As far as pacing and recovery goes. um, For 5K, 10K, you're aiming for like four repeats around just a little bit slower than your 5K pace. Okay. Okay. So if you're racing a 5K, you don't want to run... Then your goal pace? Yes. Then your 5K goal pace. Okay. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to pull back ever so slightly from that. So if you're aiming for like eight minute pace, you're now running like eight twenties, eight fifteen, something like that. Okay. You don't have to pull back that much because treadmill running is slightly easier than outside where you have to actually be the reason you're going forward. What do you think about the 1% incline thing? The 1% incline is just really not that necessary as much as it's going to slightly affect your form because you're running uphill. Okay. And for those of you that might not be familiar, a lot of people that talk about running on treadmills, they tell other people to put the treadmill at a 1% incline to greater, you know, to, to mimic outdoors conditions. They say that if you run at a 1% incline, that that's more like running outside. Right. Because it adjusts for the fact that you don't have wind resistance inside. Right. I forget which study it was. Now I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to look this thing up, but I think that there was a study that said, unless you're running at least a six minute mile, just put it on flat because there's just not that much wind resistance. Oh, that's interesting. I I think six was somewhere around the, the limit. Okay, so if you're training for a 5K or 10K, you say slight the each mile repeat should be slightly slower than 5K pace with a 50% recovery in between. Right. So if you're running like uh, an, eight minutes. an eight minute pace, then you're going to slow it down to say like 820-ish because it's not exactly your 5K pace, but you're also going to go further than racing a 5K. You're aiming for four mile repeats on this. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be aiming for four mile repeats at your 5K race pace, you're mm-hmm. going to be just too spent at the Slightly end. Slightly slower. And then your recovery, because it's it's 8.20, your recovery is 4 to 4.10. Okay. And what about a 10K? Same thing. S- still only four repeats? Four or five. Four or five repeats? Yeah. So... But it's also supposed to be slightly slower than your actual 10K pace, even though you're no, going a shorter distance? No, you're basing it off of your 5K pace. For that. For those distances, I would base it oh, off the 5K. Because okay. you're, you're getting the same benefit off of that. Okay. For something where you're racing for less than an hour, mile repeats around 5K pace, okay. somewhere between your 5K and 10K pace, that's that's the good optimum workout for you. Gotcha. 50% recovery off so of it. So for a 5K, you want to do three to four repeats, and for a 10K, you want to do four to five repeats. Yes. Okay. Well, a depending people, on the level. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. Beginner is, runners, beginning speed work, I mean, they should really only do three. That's the biggest difference yeah. is what level of running are you at right now? If you're right. at the point where you can run four miles, then you're probably going to hit two, two repeats. repeats. Right. And, and that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Any, oh, so for upper link, so for half marathons and marathon training, what would you say for, for those? <laughs> add the re, add repeats, reduce the recovery and, and just kind of, kind of keep slow going so, and slow the pace. So you're running at more like 10 K to half marathon pace, somewhere between those two guys. Okay. 
and your recovery is shrinking back. Okay. Okay. So you're only taking like maybe a quarter recovery off of it. So instead of an eight minute mile repeated, you're now with a four minute break, you're doing eight minute mile repeated with only a two minute break or a Mm -hmm. minute and a half break. You Mm -hmm. just keep cutting that recovery down because the pace is getting slower and slower. So you need less recovery. Okay. Sounds good. All right, so that would be the first workout. That would be the mile repeats. The second workout that we would suggest is a steady state run. Ah, steady states. This is uh, this is almost what the treadmill is designed for. <laughs> like, like, put it on, set it, set it, and forget it. Set what was it that and from? Forget it. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's an infomercial. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, And you just put it to whatever number it is. Figure it out beforehand. What pace am I exactly going? What is my steady state? And you put the numbers on there, put a towel over the screen so you can't even see what's going on anymore, Mm -hmm. and just run for a while. Yeah. Okay? So the pace that I would suggest at, it's the pace that you would go if you were racing for an hour. So around your 10K pace. Yeah. Depending on how fast you are. Yes, it's going to be probably somewhere for most people listening. It's going to be somewhere between 10K and half marathon. That's that's roughly what you're going for. Okay. And so how long should we do this run for? Okay. So when you first start getting into this, trying to run at that pace, you're going to get very good benefits for running 20 minutes at that pace. Okay. So you do a little warm up at a nice relaxing pace. Mm -hmm. You run 20 minutes at that steady state and you do a little cool down. Okay. it's a long winter. Keep stretching that run out. Okay. Okay. So start with like 20 minutes and then maybe the next week or in two weeks, whenever you do it again, you do like 25 minutes. You could do 25 or as you stretch it, you could then split it into blocks with like a very short recovery in, in the middle uh, of it. Oh, like do two 20s? Yeah. Two 15s? Exactly. So you could do 20, a couple, like do 20 this week, try it again next week and then flip it and you're like, okay, I'm done with 20. Do two different 15s mm-hmm. and just take take a few minutes to walk in the middle okay. and, and crank it right back up. Okay. Um, that way you're not on there for steady state for a whole 50 minutes, mm-hmm. which is good. Like there are great benefits of being on there for yeah, that long. Yeah, I would say so. But... Uh, it, it can get a little boring, so taking the little break every 15 minutes still gives you essentially the exact same benefits. It's just a little bit different um, mentally. Okay, and what are the benefits of this these steady-state runs? Well, this steady-state run is essentially a threshold run. Okay. okay so, and we've talked about this before. There's there's the kind of run where you're trying to push up against – you're trying to take your ceiling of fatigue and push it higher. Okay. Okay, like what speed can you run at before your body starts saying, I'm getting really, really tired? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you have a heart rate monitor, this is a really good run to do because mm-hmm. ideally you're finding a pace where your heart rate is essentially leveling off. Like as you get into it, it'll kind of start climbing and then you'll find a pace where you're doing mile after mile, you know, the minutes are passing and your heart rate's not changing. You're feeling a little bit tired, but your heart rate is still just kind of hanging out where it is. Okay. And that that threshold training just really helps your body try and, and quickly process the fatigue building up in it, all mm-hmm. the like chemicals building up. Mm-hmm. It's it's great for that. Okay, awesome. Anything else you want to say about the steady state? Um, yeah, I, I I think that being able to do a steady state on a treadmill. You know, I, I, there's not any good scientific studies on this, but doing it on a treadmill, I think, might even be more beneficial than doing it outside. Why? Because you know that you're nailing that pace. 
Okay. Like you, there's no ups and downs to it. There's mm. not, you know, we've prescribed this to clients before. Like, hey, try and hit like a consistent pace for these three things. And instead of hitting consistent pace, they they basically maintain consistent effort through some hills. Mm. And there's still great benefit to that, but it's a little it's a little different. You know, mm. the point of this workout was was designed to maintain a pace and stay at that exact pace all the way through. So, do you think that put it if, on a treadmill? So, do you think if someone had access to a treadmill? that it would be beneficial for them to do this run regardless of whether inside, outside. Periodically. Yeah. You know, it's a good good way to check in and see what you can hang out at. Right. Um, especially if you train solo a lot. If you train with a group, then this run is a nice one to do in a group because mm. if you start fading, someone else in the group will kind of make sure that the pace is staying on point. Mm. This one's really tough to try and stretch out and get a longer steady state run 30, 40, 50 minutes mm-hmm. at this pace because you start getting to like your, your real physical limits. If the, if the pace is what can you maintain for an hour and you're maintaining it for 45 to 50 minutes, yeah. that's exhausting. You're going to be tired. So having a group, make sure that you're hitting the pace. Having mm-hmm. a treadmill, you hit the pace or you get shot off the back of the machine. So okay. both of them work. Excellent. All right, on to workout number three, dueling treadmills. My favorite. Your favorite. Tell me about this one. Right, mile repeats is is a classic, but dueling treadmills is hard to do as well as you can do it on a treadmill. Okay. Because you can do it with any group of people, mm-hmm. however many treadmills you have. So dueling treadmills is not a solo workout. It's not a solo workout. Okay. You can duel other people in the gym if you got a whole bank of treadmills without there them without knowing them it. knowing it. You, <laughs> you definitely can. <laughs> I've done this one before. Um, I, I I do enjoy when people try and like when I was a kid, uh, I was like 15, 16, I'd be at the gym and someone would come onto a treadmill and they'd set it to whatever speed I had and I would crank the treadmill pace up until I could run them off of the treadmill. Mm-hmm. Um, but dueling treadmills... Good thing you're not competitive. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, dueling treadmills is designed for you and at least another person. So you need a couple of treadmills. This is not a solo in, in your home gym kind of thing. You need a couple of treadmills. And you basically decide between the two of you, okay... I'm going to decide we go a little bit faster now. And then once I say, okay, 30 seconds at 5K pace, and then you up to that kind of effort level, and for 30 seconds you hold there, and then it drops back down and you recover for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then it's the next person's turn. And they will get to decide how long you're going and how fast you're going. Okay. So two people of complete different... Um, speed levels can run next to each other and run matching workouts. Like you and me. We could run next to each other and have dueling treadmills. Okay. Because you don't base it off of a pace. You're not like, okay, now one minute at 8.0, now three minutes at 9.0. It's, that's not what it is. It's, you know, now two minutes medium, and then you recover for like three to four minutes. And now four minutes fast or like whatever the the intervals are, the people running on the treadmills get to dictate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Set some rules beforehand, I think is a a good one on this. Okay. Okay. So make a rule that you are only allowed to, to have a a up-tempo portion somewhere between 30 seconds and three minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Make sure that you have enough recovery between them. Okay. Dictate what the effort levels actually mean so yeah. that you're not just guessing random numbers on there that, mm-hmm. you know, one person's uptempo might be 7.0 and the other person's is 9.0. Mm-hmm. So you've got some rules and, and ground laid beforehand. Okay. 
But you're laughing at me. Yeah, because it's like, it's rules because, you know, who's going to win? It's not who's going to (laughs) win. Who's going to win? You take this workout outside and you get a group of people. It's the same workout where it goes through a pack of like six people running and you take turns of who gets to surge. And when that person goes, it's a little bit different on a treadmill because you, you kind of call out for however long it is. Well, and that's you can run going. with somebody that's not your pace. That's the biggest difference. Which you is know? a huge benefit. Right. Which is, which is fun. You can run but with But I mean, anybody. if, if you, both people are agreeing to do the workout, then I don't think that one of them is going to really cheat because there's really nothing to win. Right. I mean, if you and I did this together, we would both do it. We'd both get good benefit and you would just run like double the distance that I did in the same amount of time. Right. But we both get the same <laughs> benefits of the work. We'd both be putting in the same amount of time, right. so we're both probably burning, you know, similar levels of calories that just go. cover greater distance. Okay, my stride's like twice as long as yours. <laughs> yes, but I get way more steps every mile than you do. Yes, yes, I know. Your watch tells me. Yep. All right. At workout number four: hill repeats. Hill repeats are tricky on a treadmill. There are plenty of people that have been on, or plenty of people that have been on a treadmill. They're like, oh, every winter I hit the treadmill. I'm like, have you ever done hill repeats? They're like, nope. All I do is change the speed. Or Mm. all they ever do on a treadmill is set it to one set speed and they just run for a while. They put their headphones in, that's their treadmill speed. Mm. And they... They never change the speed. They definitely never touch the incline unless they've bought into the whole you should set it to 1% thing. Right. Um, Hill repeats are great. Okay. There's a few things that you should keep in mind. See, I mean, the thing that's really nice about hill repeats on a treadmill is that you get all the benefits of going uphill with all, or I'm sorry, without all of the dangers of going downhill because downhill running is really hard on your joints. Yes. 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 I was hoping you were going to point this out. Why? Why is downhill running so painful? Because it, it, the answer, this is like why Boston is painful. Right. Well, it's be, a lot of the times it's because people try to decelerate on the downhill. They don't try to just go with the downhill. You know, I always tell our girls, especially in, in one of our cross country courses, we have a, a big hill. Well, we, you know, our Florida hill um, <laughs> that we manufactured for the course. But there's a downhill, and I t- always tell them, go with it. But I feel like a lot of times people try to pull back because going downhill can feel scary because you kind of feel out of control in a, in a way, especially if you're going quickly because you just automatically, gravity starts pulling you down. And so you just naturally, your body naturally starts to accelerate. I mean, think about if you drop a ball and it starts to roll down a hill, it gets faster. So same concept, and people get freaked out because their legs start going so fast. Yeah. And that they think that, and, and some people actually do fall because they actually don't have the body control. Right. They don't have the coordination to have their right. cadence that high. Right. And so people will naturally try to decelerate. So they change their form. They push their shoulders back. They start, because like, instead of just leaning into it and going with the hill, they try to pull back. So that alters your form. And a lot of times they end up landing a lot harder than if they were to actually just go with the hill. Yeah, I mean, I've had multiple coaches tell me how to run hills. The the one who nailed it very, very clearly was uh, Bill Dellinger. Mm-hmm. Um, he said when you're... Your coach, Bill? No, when I went to Oregon's running camp oh. and he came out and would talk for like 45 minutes daily, yeah. visit the campers. He said, when you're running uphill, you want to be running straight up and down as though you were on a flat surface. Mm-hmm. So you're still straight up and down, but the hill comes up to you. Right. And when you're running downhill, you want to be running as though the 
the ground is flat and you're running like straight out of the ground. So you mm-hmm. lean into you the downhill. You have to lean into, you have to lean into it. it, which means if you look down, you're, you're beyond your toes, right, which, which is, is scary, off, which is off balance. Yeah. You feel like you're flying. Right. So what's a good incline for us to use on a treadmill? All right. So the, all, some of these treadmills go up to like 10%. Some of them go up to like 15%. Yeah. And if you, if you are like rehabbing kind of through the winter, that that's fine. Set it to a high thing and walk mm-hmm. like walking with a steep incline is a great workout. Yes. Um, but if you are running, realize that somewhere between three and 5% is a steep hill. Oh, that's, that's it. Like, yeah, that is steep. Oh, okay. okay? Um, oh man, our poor runner. That one day that um, the team was doing bridge repeats, yes, and she had something after school. I made her do them on the treadmill. Oh, God, I think what I did had, you tell her to set it to? Oh, it was definitely over five. <laughs> I think I had her at like ten percent. Well, that's that's too much. I mean, it was only for like a thirty second sprint, but and this is the difference: if you're doing sprints on a treadmill and you have the coordination to put it at a very steep incline, and once you've hit the sprint to jump off to the sides without she looked good. without hurting yourself, yeah. that's great. It's not. It actually improved her form, which is kind of funny. It's not what I'm going to prescribe to a lot of people because right. it's not the the safest of things. No. And, and if you try and pull this off in like a big gym where yeah. there's a bank of treadmills, the trainer will come over and tell you you're not allowed to do that. Oh really? Oh, totally. They they frown upon you jumping on and off of treadmills. Mm-hmm. But um, realize that uh, 3 to 5% is a pretty aggressive hill. Like a heartbreak hill in Boston is an average rate of 3%. Oh, okay. And this is like out there. That's of like heartbreak ooh, hill. Heartbreak hill. Right. But part of why it's so bad is because it comes right at like the 20 right, mile the mark. the location in the race. Right? Um, the, there's a hill in the Marine Corps Marathon in Washington, D.C. that is way steeper, but it's right at the beginning. It's on like mile, I think three or something like that, but mm-hmm. it's this mountain that you have to climb at the beginning. Well, that's like the Napa half marathon that I ran too. You like went downhill for a 10th of a mile and then literally went straight uphill. And that yeah. was definitely more than 5%. Yeah. It's, it, it's a, I think <laughs> <laughs> definitely. It was, it was definitely like 40%. It could it, have been 40%. It wasn't. Yeah. It, just, it just, maybe it was wasn't. a 90 degree angle. If it was a road, there are there are rules about how silent. steep. I know it was because everybody silent. sprinted down the hill and turned around and couldn't <laughs> breathe anymore. But if you're on a road, there are rules of how steep the road can get. For forty percent, <laughs> not forty, might be the limit. <laughs> yes, that's that's it for pure safety. It can't be a, a ninety degree angle. <laughs> um, but most hills, most natural hills that you're going to run up are going to be say like five. But if you're, if you're doing, um, like you're actually running through nature and real hills, there's going to be parts that are super steep followed by parts that are almost not a hill at all. And there's some gradual rise and fall to it on a treadmill. You're not doing that. You're right. setting it at a, at a percent and going with it. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's a slow process to go up and down. <laughs> well, if you were outside running hills on the really steep parts, you would go way slow for those few steps and then it would flatten off and you'd pick the pace up. And so it would be this back and forth as you go up an overall like half mile long hill. There are parts that are really steep and parts that aren't. On a treadmill, you're just going to put it to 1% and hang out on there for however long you're going for. Okay. Okay. Um, so somewhere between 3 and 5% is a pretty solid incline. Okay. So what would you say then for hill repeats, like as far as duration? So you're going to want to set it. You're going to want to do a nice 
warm up before this. Definitely okay? warm up. And then you're going to pick uh, an incline th- from 3 to 5%. And then what would be like 30 seconds, a minute? How, how long are we talking? It depends on what you're trying to get out of it. Somewhere between 30 seconds and 3 minutes. Um, okay. I, I like it's... You need some coordination to do 30-second sprints because you want to be both with a decent incline. If I ever do something real fast, I put it to like 5% and then just crank the speed on it and and fly for like 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel pretty tired by the end of it. Mm -hmm. If you're going for longer intervals, if you're really trying to train for something that has a lot of hills, Mm -hmm. you want some longer sustained 3 or 4% grade mm. where you're going for a long, long yeah, like period of time. Cincinnati or Pittsburgh. Yeah, some like really hilly races. Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. Really hilly races. Set them for long intervals and just go for a, a chunk of time. Oh, I should do that one half marathon with uh, the firefighters in the Tiffany's box. Do they still do that? Yes, that's still San Francisco. Nice. Yeah, very the hilly. women's half marathon? Yeah, very hilly. It's a women's half marathon, but there are firefighters dressed in tuxedos holding a Tiffany's box at the finish line. They're dressed in tuxedos? I'm pretty sure they're firefighters fighters in tuxedos oh i know I they if have that's their... better or if it's better for them to wear their uniform without a shirt right then how, <laughs> then how would you <laughs> how would you even know that they're firefighters i don't i i don't remember the rules of it it's just it's so ridiculous and over the top it's but you get like, tiffany's at the end yeah they, they're holding little blue boxes yeah. and they're all I wonder you know how much the registration is for that. <laughs> anyway back to hill repeats yes hill repeats so if you're if you're prepping yourself for like a spring marathon that you know is going to be hilly you can't run your winter training on a flat treadmill mm-hmm. you're going to have to do some hills yeah you could just continuously mix it up you could put this into the one that we just talked about of dueling treadmills instead of upping the speed you could up the incline and lower it um that would work out perfect now we're going to five percent and both people have to go to five percent you just have whatever your speed is mm-hmm. um you know don't worry so much about your speed on hill repeats as worrying about your effort level okay you want to really feel that now i'm doing repeats at 5k effort now i'm doing right. repeats at mile effort that whatever that is yeah that makes a lot more sense than worrying about what that exact speed is right and when you yeah. when you're doing repeats on a treadmill it's already going to shorten your stride so you're not stepping on the front of it. Hill repeats on a treadmill really teach your body one of the keys for running hills yeah. is shorten your stride and increase your turnover. Yeah, yeah, it really does some wonders for your cadence, absolutely. Okay, so that about wraps it up. So those are four really good workouts that you can do on the treadmill, and there's a lot of great benefits. So try some of those out on your next treadmill run. Yeah, I mean they're they're great workouts because they work for really anybody. That's why I picked them. And there's innumerable workouts that you could do on a treadmill, but this set of four gives you a variety from mile repeats to steady state to actually using the incline button on your treadmill. You can mix it up uh, whenever you're trapped inside. Yeah, so it'll help to prevent boredom and keep you getting in better shape with each treadmill run. That is the goal. All right, guys. So thank you so much for joining us today for our show notes with links to any of the resources, as well as these workouts all typed out for you in case you're out on a run or driving and you want to go back and say, what you know, what was that workout again? We've got it all for you in the show notes, which are on the website at realliferunnerspodcast.com. This is episode number 64. So head over to the website, check it out there. And if you're looking for a gift 
for your favorite runner or for yourself. Maybe you need some gift ideas for family members. Check out our website also. We have um, a resources page where we have some of our favorite running and health-related products for you. There's bands over there for strengthening. There's lots of other things over there. So if you need some gift ideas for the holiday season, check it out, realliferunners.com, and just click on the the tab at the top that says resources. Thank you guys for joining us this week and we will talk to you next week. If you're ready to have more fun and achieve the goals that matter to you without sacrificing the rest of your life in the process, this message is for you. Maybe you're feeling confused or frustrated because you're not making the progress you want, even though you're running three times per week or more. Maybe you're feeling tired or sore all the time because you're pushing harder every day trying to get better. Maybe you want to run longer, but every time you run a couple of miles, that nagging knee pain starts to act up again. Maybe you've been told that you should probably stop running so much because you're getting older, but you refuse to accept that and want to find a way to continue to improve in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Maybe you just feel like you're winging it every day and want to start working towards a goal. You want to feel better and be able to make progress in your running as you get older. And if you're like us and the other runners we work with, you want your running to help you become stronger and more resilient in all other areas of your life too. Plus, you need something that fits in your real life that is simple, easy to understand, and effective. Don't worry, we've got you. If you're ready to transform into a strong, confident, and successful real-life runner, the Real Life Runners Academy has everything you need. It includes training plans, coaching, and programs that will teach you how to run faster, run longer, feel better, and accomplish your goals. Check it out today over at realliferunners.com forward slash academy. Enrollment will be opening soon, so be sure to join the wait list so that you can be notified when doors are open. It's time to run your life.